What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. It's the Monday edition. It's the May 25th edition. It's the Memorial Day edition. Yeah, we're here coming to you on a holiday, and I'm afraid my neighbor's loud, annoying music may be picked up by either the phone mic or the podcast mic. I hope it's not. We're going to find out. Hopefully, I can talk over it or through it. It's it, it, it's rather annoying. Uh, we, have a, we have a neighbor here who just opens all of the doors of his car and blasts music as loud as humanly possible. And of course, it's the most annoying music you, that you could possibly find. Mexican country music. Full of accordions and sad songs. <laughs> it drives us crazy. Uh, we're here on time today. Because uh, I didn't have to go to work today. Uh, we, we were off for Memorial Day since all the uh, major shipping companies like uh, UPS and Postal Service aren't working today. Neither did I. I didn't have to. We didn't have to go in today. So that's why we're here relatively on time. I didn't have to be at the warehouse organizing uh, uh, a whole metric ton of orders, which I guess the number of orders is going to really go down because it got announced today that they're going to start reopening everything, at least to a, a limited basis, or like, or it's supposed to be. Say, hey, look, you can hear East LA in the background. The explosions, I'm sure, were picked up by the microphone. Hey, it, it's fireworks season here in, 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 Lo in Los Angeles, so I'm sure I'll have to contend with that whenever I have to record a show. Fun, fun, fun. But yes, uh, stuff's opening back up. E even the, uh, I, I just got a, a message from uh, one, of my, one of my buddies at the, uh, the, the big uh, convention store, Frankincense, they're going to open back up this Wednesday, I guess, because, you know, LA, uh, California's like, hey, you can open back up as long as you keep six feet apart and wear your masks. Remember, I always wear your mask. You can always get masks from my wife, like this cool Donkey Kong one. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Let me out Club if you want to order some masks from my wife. She's always very busy. She's incredibly busy between raising our son and making hundreds of masks. She's a very busy lady. But yeah, even that that place is opening. But it sounds like a lot of places. That, like well, the, the thing I kept seeing on Twitter is like as long as everybody operates the way I guess Target and Walmart and, and supermarkets have been operating, stay apart from each other. Uh, you you can uh, you can you can operate. So that that's uh, personally I think it's especially good news for for a friend of the show, frequent co-host Pete Molini. Uh, that uh, good news that he can reopen nostalgic books and comics. You know, the the, the former home of our, our of our podcast. He can open that back up and let a few people in to peruse his funny books. So that that, that is good news. But honestly, uh, the the way a lot of the the government, a lot of people are, especially on this holiday weekend, I, I hate to get into this kind of subject because I I feel like I'm going to skew very negative. Like yeah, this Memorial Day weekend has proven that. Uh, we are not responsible as people, as as a, as a horde, <laughs> the horde is a mob. We are not responsible, judging by the number of people gathering up at parks and so and then not wearing masks. Together, so, yeah, since I was home all day. Hey, what's up, Art Solorio? What's up, buddy? How you doing, my man? Thanks for for checking in uh, the, this week on the podcast. Yeah, every, everything's opening up, and then you, you see that you saw the video of all the people in the Ozarks. You see like. A few thousand people crammed to like a few metric feet into a pool, and uh, like I said, there was a justification. Oh, there's hardly any cases over here, so it's perfectly fine for everyone to gather. Yeah, well, I hope that they have zero cases because if there's just one case in that massive, massive humanity, then all of a sudden there's gonna be a whole lot more cases. That's how this whole thing spreads out. I I, I don't want to get too crazy political because apparently caring about people's lives is a political issue. <laughs> apparently. Uh, if you don't care about people, you're one side. If you care about the lives of people, you're the other side. It's gotten uh, it's getting out of hand, if you ask me. But I'm, I'm a, I don't want to dwell on that too much. Uh, let, let's get to the, the the biggest piece of news that happened as far as the nerd world. <laughs> oh, see, Jai Paul right there. I'm gonna sit at home for another month. See how round two hits. Yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing that meme of Magneto from from the from the X Men movie I've never seen, which I, which is why I never understood the line, uh, where it's like, oh, in chess we let the pawns go first. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, my my buddy who was messaging me about Frankenstein's opening back up, 
he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm not going back. <laughs> and not, not right away. I'm sure lots of people are going to be. Oh. I had to point out to my wife that my son has a little bit of a schmutz, schmutz oh, on his face right there. Oh, no. As my wife has come out here to, to join me on the side. And my son, my little man over there. Yeah, Art, you know what? I, I, see, Art, you make a good point. My Facebook feed is fulfilled. Do, do not. The, the fact that there's so many people who think this is some sort of hoax or some sort of political thing that they do this entire, you know, there's a hundred thousand people who are already dead that would not have been dead before. And and that, that just drives me mad when it's like, oh, it's a, it's all a ploy by, by, by the Democrats. I'm like, yeah, you think all these other countries shut down because they care about the politics that are happening in America? Right. It's just, it's maddening. It drives me crazy. That's why, like, we we try not to put the news on here in our little cat house. We try to, like, not think about that kind of stuff because you just see all this partisan, crazy person stuff. Ah, breathe. All right, let's get to the big piece of nerd news that happened last week. Uh, So, in two days, HBO Max is going to be dropping all our laps. If you already have HBO now, then uh, not much has changed except you're going to have a different app. If you have HBO Go, you're going to be asked out as far as HBO Max is concerned. You gotta, you have to pony up the 15 bucks a month like all the HBO Now people do. But HBO Max is going to hit. And uh, they decided to make a big announcement about something that's coming to HBO Max next year. Uh, apparently, we're going to get a version of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, something which internet trolls and annoying people have been asking for for the last few years. And I, I, it's going to happen now. Uh, I guess uh, this, this, this mythical Zack Snyder cut, which many people claim didn't exist or only exists in a partial form, I guess it's going to happen. And uh, yeah, now something equally polarizing. That's, that's right, Jai. Something equally polarizing. Yeah, I... I I've I have not I, the last time I liked a Zack Snyder comic movie was the, was the Watchmen film because that was actually he actually stayed to the source material for the most part except for the one big thing they changed at the end but aside from that I felt like I was reading the graphic novel in movie form which was also really good when he did 300 which he literally did he copied page for page which as long as he sticks to what someone else wrote everything was fine but once he injects his own uh, creative thoughts darkness. A hundred million. Oh, see, Jai, uh, right? You say it's a hundred million dollars. I heard it was somewhere in the twenty to thirty million, but I don't know. Obviously, th- this thing is just a. I I, I don't want to say a ploy, but it, a, a tactic, I should say, to try to get people to sign up for HBO Max next year. I guess they say, hey, it's, it's supposed to entice people. Like, hey, let's get people to sign up for HBO Max by putting out this thing that uh, a very vocal minority on the internet really wanted. And, and that's something I talked about with some of my friends last week, where it's like, the people who want this are not the people who are going to pay 15 bucks for HBO Max to watch it. And the, the, the funniest part, aside from the fact that they're going to have to dump somewhere between, somewhere between 30 to 100 million, depending on who you talk to, you talk to me, if you're talking to John, depending on what you've read on the internet, they're going to dump a whole lot of money into this. Uh, it's not going to be a movie, per se. Because uh, uh, I guess the original Zack Snyder cut is somewhere in the neighborhood of four hours. Yeah, <laughs> four hours of depression. Uh, so instead of doing one long four-hour movie, they're going to chop it up into six 35 to 40-minute 40, 40 episodes. So it's going to be a series. Because that's what you do nowadays. You throw a bunch of series on your streaming service to try to get people to sign up. So this seems to be Warner Brothers like cashing in, like, all right, we have something that people want. And yeah, apparently the interviews with Zack Snyder like he has his he's he's the only one who's been in possession of this so-called Zack Snyder cut. It was an unfinished four-hour movie, which uh, people who watched it said it, it was like watching a car with no doors drive. It's like it, it was literally no special effects were done. It was uh, they, unfortunately when he had to drop out of the the filming of just like they had just finished principal photography, but they had not done any uh, post-production, which is all the important stuff. At least Superman will have his real upper lip. I, I guess so. They got they'll, they'll they'll dump that whole cell phone footage of Superman telling people good things with his weird upper lip, where they had to CG out Henry Cavill's mustache that he needed for Mission Impossible that he could not. That Universal was like, nope, you can't shave his mustache for your reshoots. 
That's an impossibility. He needs that mustache for his character. Or he says universal being jerks about something as simple as a mustache. But hey. I, but it's just it's just crazy, and they're gonna do this Zack Snyder cut with, with no reshoots. They're they're not gonna. I guess they're probably gonna ask the uh, the principal actors to probably re-record some stuff. Have to have to phone in or, or get their own little microphones and setups and do some quick ADR to try to fix whatever they need to fix that way. And they're gonna CG the rest. Apparently, even to go so far as to sneak in Darkseid, the, the true villain, which, which I guess he should have been the villain of the movie, not the guy that they hinted at and said, oh yeah, when we get to Justice League 2 and 3, we'll, we'll get Darkseid. And it's like, no, it lost so much money, they just pulled the plug on everything. They just kind of moved on without this whole Zack Snyderverse, the, the, the movie that killed the Snyderverse. It, it just, I don't know, I, 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 my, my wife pays for, for HBO now, which turns into HBO Max in two days, so... In 2021, when that thing comes out, I'll watch it. That way, I can talk about it here on the show. It's, I, I will watch it for purely journalistic <laughs> intentions. So I can just see what his original idea or vision was for this Justice League movie that Joss Whedon jumped in and tried to add a bunch of color to. Where if you, if you go back, I, I've seen Superman... Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice two times and uh, that, that's probably was one time too many uh, with the creepy Jesse Eisenberg shoving Jolly Ranchers into people's mouths and everyone talking about Martha Martha my mom's name is Martha my mom's name is Martha too oh it just yeah that that was already gonna let you know like oh everything going forward is gonna be a disaster but I think my, the biggest problem I have with this Zack Snyder cut is not that it's um it's a, a, a an attempt by Warner Brothers to cash in on everyone's need for this Snyder Cut. It's the fact that the internet trolls will think they have won. They, 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 all these trolls who have hashtag released the Snyder Cut, now, they think they've won. And now they think they have power. So now they're going to go around the internet and try to ask for things that are nigh impossible uh, and, um, and unfortunately, a bunch of these nerds, they think that the next thing they should ask for is the director's cut of Suicide Squad, which is like, no, that movie was already bad. I can't imagine how much worse the director's cut is going to be. It, it was it was not good. That's one I have not revisited. I, I saw that in the theater so we could talk about it on the podcast. And that was a uh, let, let's just say I'm glad we, we paid uh, the discount theater price on that one. It's just now. It's just, that's my big problem now. The, the, this uh, this this vocal minority of trolls and incels and people. I want to see the Snyder cut. Oh, we got it, guys. We got the Snyder cut now. Let's go get everything else. Let's go get Goku and Smash Brothers or whatever ridiculous thing these internet trolls will think that they can earn by just complaining loudly for years. That that that's that that's. That was probably the, the biggest thing I, I gathered from this event of the the Snyder Cut is finally coming out. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, yeah, Will Smith couldn't save it. Yeah, Will Smith couldn't save Suicide Squad. He tried. He tried his hardest. He tried to Will Smith as hard as Will Smith could. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Will Smith, he didn't read the script, but you know what? He read the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, let's get the, the real cut of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, let's get the four-hour version with the, with all the lens flares that J.J. Abrams loves to put into things. Let's just get all the lens flares. Yeah, just... Now, now yeah, this, yeah, let's say that it's just going to open this giant Pandora's box of... of let's get all the, the, the cuts that didn't get made of movies that we don't really care about. Yeah, like, uh, apparently today. Today was the two-year anniversary of uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. And the internet, I guess with its newfound uh, uh, liquid courage, was like, let's get the Solo sequel! We want a Solo sequel now! Uh, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers may have made the mistake of <laughs> of kind of giving in or thinking that there's a market out there of people who will actually spend money. Now, these people are... The, the people who want this the worst are the people who will spend the least amount of money. That, that, that's what I I, I... I see this all the time in the video game industry. People who, 
who clamor for games that have not been made. But once the game comes out, they disappear like ghosts in the wind. Like, hey, where are all these people who said they wanted to buy this game? We put this game out and it did terrible. We, we, we lost money. You know who frequently gets left at the left at the counter like that? Who, who gets dine and dash like that all the time? Nintendo. That's why Nintendo, Nintendo's been burned so many times. They're like, fine, we won't make anything that you want. We'll just make what we want. We'll make what the casual audience wants. We'll make another Mario game. That's why they just do it. That's why the, hey, Breath of the Wild so well. All right, cool. We'll make another Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely going to like lose money. Oh, yeah. This time, like, there's no way there's going to be enough signups on the HBO uh, Max to justify the amount of money they're going to dump into the Snyder Cut. It, it's, it's, it's nigh impossible. You, you'd have to have so many of these trolls sign up for the service and stay on the service for an X amount of time. Like they'd have to sign up, pay the 15 bucks a month for a year, and then maybe like you'd have <laughs> to get the money back. You think even 10,000 of these guys are going to do it? No. They're going to steal someone else's password who actually has the service, watch it, or probably, or here's probably what's actually going to happen. They're going to borrow, someone, one of them is going to borrow the password or actually pay for it for one month. Rip the footage and then post it up on the internet saying, oh, it should have been free. Piracy is not a crime. Uh, that's what's going to happen with this. And then Warner Bros. is going to be like, how do we take such a bath on this? People wanted it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the, this, this vocal minority of entitled idiots on the internet, they don't ever make sense. They don't. That's why we don't see Metroid <laughs> from Nintendo. Like, there, there are people out there who want to buy a Metroid game, but apparently there's not enough. There's not enough. I'm one of those people who will hand over whatever money. Like, when that Metroid... Uh, 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 friggin... I forgot what it was called on the 3DS. I happily handed over my $40 for a 2D Metroid game. I'm like, yes, but apparently not enough people did. Yeah. Oh, okay, Here, here's a great one. Let's see. Jai Potter on Facebook Live. Internet nerds think they're Emperor Palpatine. Unlimited power! Yeah. Yeah, look what happened to Mega Man. Yeah. They just stopped, make, they just stopped making Mega Man games. Period. It's, it's, and some of the stuff I've learned from being on the inside, it's like a lot of these companies, they don't, they don't even care anymore. They just want to put out digital games and uh, they want to retool some, uh, some remasters and cash those in. I'm looking right at you, Capcom. I'm looking at, and I'm looking at you, Konami. There's a lot of good games that are, that are not getting new, they're not getting new versions and they're just crapping out some old ones. Like Konami putting out those those terrible uh, digital collections, and that's it. That, that that Konami they literally don't want to print any games. They just want to do digital games. Like, oh, they only want digital. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Bethesda pushing Skyrim out over and over and over. How many ways can you shove that onto another system? And then yeah, Capcom. Granted, I I am one of those people who will buy the 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 remake of Resident Evil Four over. And over and over and over and over again, but there's, there's not too many of people, or you know, I guess there is enough, especially for Capcom, because they just keep pushing those out. Hey, let's 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 put out Devil May Cry again on all the current systems. Hey, let's put out let's put out Resident Evil, all of them, over and over again. Let's keep doing those. We, we don't need to put resources into creating a new game. <laughs> Screw new games. Let's just take the old ones and do them over and over again. It's been working for Hollywood. Insane. Uh, speaking of Resident Evil 4, especially now, today with this, with this extra time off, I, I had the day off today uh, from work. So whenever I wasn't taking care of that young man over here on my right, on your left, uh, I've been logging some time on, of course, Resident Evil 4. Oh, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> but yeah, Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time. And after a a a push from from Jai Polidor a few weeks ago. I, I got past the, 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 the part of the game I was stuck in, and, and now I, I have I have found my quote-unquote mojo back, and I'm just plowing through uh, Spanish zombie people who swear at me in Spanish 
uh, over and over. Uh, I, I, I've made my. I'm, I'm on chapter three of Resident Evil Four. And I've just been. I am just running through that game. There's stuff that I remember, like it's all like a lot of sense memory. It's not. It's not stuff that I can describe. Like, oh yeah, this is about to happen. It's literally I'm like a bad thing's on the left. I don't remember what, but there's a bad thing on the left. Oh, was it all, on, on Saturday? I, I was playing. Now I, I had just defeated that El Gigante. There's this giant monster. You know, a big old thing comes out of his back. I defeat the El Gigante. I'm like, yes. Oh, I got. I did it without dying on that one. I'm like, yeah, I still got this. I got the skill. These forty-year-old hands. They're playing like they're twenty-five again. It, it's nice. It feels good. But right after I finished El Gigante, I just got this, this sinking feeling in my stomach. There's something I don't like. It's about to happen after this. I, 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 there's something ugly in my stomach. I just like I felt it. I was just like, oh, I, 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 there's a bad memory here. And as I as I walked up this trail to get to the church, I remembered. It. I was like, oh, these freaking wolves. There's these wolves. They're terrible. For the first time I ran into, them, I, remember, I, I actually, um, the first time I ran into them, I, I believe I was on the phone with if, if Jai Paul was still watching the show. I think I was on the phone with him. It was back when we used phone, you know, fifteen years ago. Back when we used phones, I believe it was one of my days off from working at GameStop, and Jai was at the store, and he called me. I was like, "What are you doing? Are you playing Resident Evil 4? Are you playing?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm playing right now. I just beat Eligante." And then I, I ran into the, the, the you, you, you don't see the actual dog, you just see these two yellow eyes. These two yellow eyes in the distance. And I'm like, "What is that?" And it jumps. I remember back then it jumped at me, and it just the animation when one of these wolves gets you. Oh, did I save the dog? Of course I saved the dog. Why do you think I beat a Heligante? I saved the dog. But these wolves, the wolf, wolf jumped out at me. And then the animation, when one of these things gets you, it, it, it's sinking its teeth into your throat. And it's like shaking you about. And I remember I screamed on the phone. And Jai goes, did you just scream? I'm like, yes, I did just scream. Like a wolf just came out and it was chomping on Leon's throat. It scared the crap out of me. This is like a true jump scare, like Resident Evil used to do back in the PlayStation One. But like, I didn't expect that. I'm just running up with my little handgun. So, this past Saturday, when I reached that point, I was like, "Oh no, I remember this. Oh, I remember shotgun." I was like, "I'm gonna waste all my shotgun ammo." I just ran up when those wolves rolled up on me, and I was like, "Hello, kapow, kapow, kapow," with no regard of waking up my son. I was like, "Get it, ba ba ba." Just the sense memory of knowing I was not going to let these wolves get me. Oh no! Oh no! I I, I, I have to I have to keep my emotions. Especially like, there's there's many times where I'm playing the game with my son asleep on me. He's right over my shoulder. I'm holding. I, I learned from Arts Lorio when he when he we had it when had his little man on him while he's playing Destiny with us. So like there's times I have to like hold back my visceral responses to the game, especially when I when I. When I get got, like, earlier today, I was fighting, there's this blind enemy who, who follows you by sound. He has these giant blades on his arms. And uh, I miscalculated how far away I was from him. And he just swiped and, and lopped off Leon's head. And I had my son on me, and now I, I, in turn I went, <laughs> trying not to wake up my son. <laughs> so I didn't want him to hear all this M-rated nonsense going on. <laughs> on my television while he's asleep on me but I I think my normal word is oh my god he just just, just lopped my dome off I forget what his name I I believe it is Garador the grabber because it just hears you and then "Ah." see Ryan you ask uh, does it does it have a better scare factor than RE3 Uh, I don't know but it's not necessarily uh, I did not like the the first the Resident Evils because of the whole kind of compartmentalized forced fear that you know you don't have resources you have to uh, those three games are resource management games where Resident Evil Four is an action movie where you are action star uh, Leon Kennedy and you just got bullets and shotguns and grenades coming out of your hoo ha but you're gonna need them all because you're you're being hunted by this crazy cult swearing at you in Spanish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Detrás de ti, imbecile. Te voy a chingar. Just all in Spanish. Just screaming at you. Swearing at you. 
That, that, that's like, that, that's the, it, like, my wife has walked by, she's like, the music in that game is scary. I'm like, yes, the music in the game is scary. I'm sure if my, if my, my wife or my son were to watch me playing, they'd be like, whoa, especially whenever one of the, one of the heads pops off of the villagers and then you see the, 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 the organism inside pop out and all its things coming out. Oh, yeah, I, I had sent, I had a, I had a, like, background sense memory of those. I ran the, the second version where, like, if you're not, if you're not careful, the thing just, all of a sudden just eats you. You're like, you're trying to shoot, shoot it off, the, the head pops off, and you just say, this thing comes out. The second version looks like it's a, it's a, it's a super face grabber from Alien. And it's like, I remembered, oh, if I stand too close to it, it just literally goes, bloop, and just eats you. And I was like, nope, stand back. I got the president's daughter. I'm like, stand back, Ashley. <laughs> I'm going to administer 100 cc's of shotgun to his face. Cacao! And I, 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 you know, I discussed this with Jai when I was struggling with the village because I was still trying to play like I played back 15 years ago where I'm like, no, I put one bullet in these, like when it was one-on-one with me with one of these villagers, put one bullet in the kneecap and I just slash him to death with my knife because you know what? I got unlimited stabs. <laughs> I only have so many bullets, but I have unlimited stabbies. <laughs> but anyway, I, I saved the ammo for like, for the, the part I'm at, is, I'm in this castle right now. It is just endless amounts of druids going, death is life, in Spanish. In Spanish, like, death is life, death is life. Uh. And I'm like, nope, gotta get you all. Nope. And I'm just pulling out my sniper rifle and just like, nope, nope. Nope, shotgunning. Nope, nope, nope. Just screaming, nope. Because you got the president's daughter right behind you, and you're on the the world's best slash worst escort mission. Because the second they grab one of them, grabs her, you just hear, Leah, no, ah, like, no. It's just it 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 can be frustrating and exhilarating when you actually succeed. So, as I've been playing through it, I've been getting an hour or two in each day. I, I remember why I love this game so much. <laughs> it's just it's so. It, it, it's difficult but not impossible that, that, that's the best way I can describe it it's like oh it's a challenge like all of a sudden I walk into a room I'm like why are eight druids running at me two of them with shields another guy with a freaking thing and half of them have maces and I'm like I got a shotgun and a handgun and I got the president's daughter yeah. and I don't know but the various points in the game you can just throw it in a dumpster you're like hide and then you go run and gun Guns ablaze. Help me, Leon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a lot of times, especially in this last session I played earlier today. I'm just having to kneecap these uh, these druids. They they pick her up, they'll scoop her up. I'm like killing two other druids, and another druid come from behind and like scoop her up. I'm like ah ha ha ha. The way they laugh, I'm like I know. Like, oh wait, one of them grab Ash. Like I'll spin around, kneecap them. Because something I'd forgotten about. Because when I when you first get stuck with you with your escort for two thirds of the game, I was like one of them grabbed her and I'm like, ah, oh, I better handle this shotgun and I accidentally kill her because <laughs> it's friendly fire. <laughs> like, ooh, gotta be careful with that. <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I I am in a rabbit hole here, and, I, and you know what? The, what this has also done it, it showed me the true greatness of the Nintendo Switch. You know why? This thing is amazing. I can literally take this awesome console game from 15 years ago and take it with me anywhere I want. Play it anywhere. I can play it for 10 minutes on my lunch at work. I, 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 I can play it at the dinner table. Play it anywhere. I can, it, I can put it to sleep whenever I want. It's like my wife wanted to change the TV back to the TV. Hang on. Put the Switch to sleep. Back in the days, you'd be like, "Oh no, I gotta leave the GameCube on. I gotta leave my. Oh, yeah, hold on, I, I gotta find a, I gotta find a save point. Oh, like, oh. easy, put to sleep. Oh, I'll work on it tomorrow. <laughs> easy busy. <laughs> and and then I, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, no, this, this system is truly revolutionary. It's a portable console. I can just take it anywhere I want. Yeah. Well, all right, you're revisiting the DS game. Uh, Oh, my my son wants to contribute to the podcast, so but he and I we were talking earlier today, and he was very vocal earlier. Not just not crying, but like he's trying to tell us something, 
and is five month old. Like he's about to turn five months next week. He's trying to tell us something. I don't know what it is. Half the time I'm sure it's I have sold myself, father. Change the diaper, please. Or I am very hungry. Take me to mother immediately. But there's other times where like he has a clean diaper. He's full of milk, like like earlier. And he was just talking to me. He was like, he was trying to tell me something. He actually, and he grabbed me by the goatee. And he was just like, I, he's like, look at me when I'm talking to you. My eyes are up here. That's a, that, that's for you, John. Uh, it was just, uh, I'm trying to figure out what the young man wants. And uh, I keep trying to tell him, like, here, here, here are your vowels. Here are your letters. Let's, let's, let's start putting, let's try to put some words together. <laughs> a demon has joined us. Uh, I saw earlier today, Damon is trying to <laughs> play uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. <laughs> Art. Art says that uh, Tiger is singing the song of his people. <laughs> and then Jai says, he's saying, feed me, Seedmore, feed me. Honestly, half the time, he just wants food. Yeah. He's the size of a toddler. Damon, I hope you're enjoying Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. That's, that's, that's one of my personal favorites. I, I love that game a lot. It's... It's the greatest 2D Zelda ever. I don't care. Yeah. Well, Link's Awakening is like right there. There's a 3DS sequel later on. There's a, there's a sequel to that one, Damon, for the 3DS called A Link Between Worlds. But I, I hope you're enjoying that. The OG Zeldas were just such slogs where you needed the Nintendo Player's Guide to get through. But yeah. And, and you know, as I've I've been playing through this RE4 on the Switch, I'm like, now nah, I, like, I want to go find other games from that from that gen. Yeah, because I trip out like, oh, because you can get games from the PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation. You can get games from the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, and you can just take them anywhere you want. We, we we've always been tethered to our freaking TVs. Uh, whenever I wanted to play uh, those kind of games, it's just like. I know I probably said this three years ago when we started the podcast, but now we're, we're starting to see the realization of like these games that are they're good games. Uh, what Take Two is going to release the Borderlands Collection, XCOM, and something else. I know Take Two is releasing three other games all at once next month on the Switch. I believe oh it's Bioshock, the Bioshock Collection. You can play Bioshock, which honestly that might take a lot of the ambiance out of the game <laughs> if you're just playing on, on the Switch, you know. By itself, but being able to take it anywhere you want—it's the—it's the dream I've always dreamt. Back when I was playing my Game Boy Advance, I'm like, "Oh wow!" Because I always felt like the Game Boy Advance was like that—that was that portable Super Nintendo. And then the, the 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 Nintendo DS was a portable GameCube. Oh no, no, portable N64. The Nintendo DS was a portable N64, potentially. And then uh, the the 3DS was like, all right, cool. We're getting close, to like portable GameCube, but we never got anything really that close to, except a. The uh, Street Fighter Four on the 3DS that was pure art. How amazing that you could take uh, a game that's console level. That, that was back where I was last blown away. Yeah, I, I, I was blown away by freaking uh, uh, the, the 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 Street Fighter on the 3DS. Like that was like last last I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. We're getting so close to a portable console, and no, we weren't that far away. <laughs> we were not far away. That was what 2010 or 2011 for the 3DS. Yeah, bio. <laughs> Bioshock on Switch and Borderlands. We yeah, border, port, portable Borderlands. I wonder if I can take my save from Borderlands Two from my PS3 and move it to the Switch if I, if I buy that Borderlands collection for for Switch. I know Gearbox is like is a good guy video game company. They might actually do it. <laughs> yeah, see, Jai says putting hundreds of hours into the Final Fantasy VII remake would be a cinch if it were on the Switch. Yeah. I, because it was funny, I had my Switch for a couple of years, and I didn't really use it all that much. I like uh, Jai, everyone, he was telling me he put a few hundred hours into Breath of the Wild just because he could carry it around everywhere. And it's true, because I've uh, freaking. I've put hundreds of hours into freaking RPGs back on the DS and the 3DS. Uh, I, I put a hundred and something hours in a freaking Bradley Default. I put almost 200 hours in a Fire Emblem uh, Awakening. Uh, what was a, another one like all all the DS RPGs? I put a couple hundred hours into uh, Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, a portable system is always great for these like long grindy games. But now I can take some of these old grindy games from the consoles of of, of yore. 
Uh, a lot of the games I, I never even got to, or like, well, obviously I played the hell out of Resident Evil 4, but uh, I, I'm, now that I finally mapped my brain around the control scheme and gotten used to driving around like a tank in the game, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun now. Of course, I, I, I reach this point as I'm raising a child, so. <laughs> timing. Hashtag timing. <laughs> I, but then again, it wasn't too long ago where I was putting 10 hours a day into freaking Destiny. Uh, man, and since I have a, a few of you on, since I got Art and Irv on, I, yeah, I, I really was, was mourning Destiny last week. It was uh, pretty funny. I, I, was, uh, I was really thinking about some of the good times on Destiny 1. Cause I, was, I was reading an article about how uh, the, the current Destiny is, is really bleeding players again because they, they, keep, they, they don't know how to make a content that keeps people playing. They just keep making it. They keep doing moving the goalposts further away, and they, they try to do a crazy community event during the. They're doing these seasons, and it just uh, it made me sad because I was thinking about like how much time myself, Art, and all, our whole like fire team of guys we used to play every night and log in, and uh, it was about the it was, and I really felt like it was more about the camaraderie, but the game was just it was fun enough to, for us to keep coming back. Be, be assholes to each other and keep playing. Uh, I do miss that kind of like aspect. Yeah, yeah. Four point two million Twitch following the game and only nine k viewers total. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's just, uh, yeah, Herb, you saw the video from our flawless raid. Is I, I miss those times. It was it, it was more about the community than the game, and all, all they've done, all Bungie had to do was try to keep the game fun so the community could keep having fun but for whatever reason they, they, they couldn't maintain the fun because it, it was always Bungie or Bungie it always gave me one, one of my favorite quotes about video games is that the, the key to them making Halo successful was creating 90 like what you go it's 90 seconds of you being a badass and then just keeping and keeping that up. It's like, that's, that's what all Halo 1, 2, and 3, when you're playing the campaign or you're playing multiplayer, it's like you felt like you were amazing. You felt awesome. Like, like the, the game like made you feel like a badass. And there are times where, yeah, playing through Destiny, it felt like that. <laughs> uh, it felt good. It felt like it was great when I was a Titan. I was like smashing everybody. Uh, the other day, I, I found that video of me and Art playing doubles, and I, I pulled off something I, I, I didn't normally do. I, I got a, a couple of <laughs> a quick kills like a pro. Yeah, Destiny 2 broke the fun with standard drop weapons. I guess uh, yeah, they, they, they hated people having to farm weapons. Or there's another game, Borderlands, which still has a bunch of people playing it, where you actually sit and have to farm weapons. It's uh, I, Yeah, I, just, I, I was like really kind of like, I was grieving the awesome time we had on D1. Upon reading the the current state of Destiny, and it was like, wow, like how do they fumble the bag so bad? I, I, I don't. It's not the same Bungie that hell. It's not even the same Bungie from when they started with Destiny One. It's a whole different Bungie now, from my understanding. But it's just weird. But the, the, the more, I, 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 I keep saying uh, monetization ruined the game. Yeah, uh, realistically. This, this constant need to take people's money is, is what messes up all these games. Uh, Irv and I are currently experiencing that on the cell phone game of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes right now, where it's just all about taking as much money from the people as, as you possibly can. That's that's the goal from all these game companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eververse. <laughs> Although, I can tell you, uh, uh, as I've learned now more and more uh, in, in, in the back the back alleys of the of the gaming industry all these companies are dumb like all, all, all of these game companies capcom konami activision take two ubisoft i'm learning that uh, square enix jesus i'm learning a lot of these companies are really dumb what's up buddy what's up buddy boy You want to talk too? You really want to talk, huh? We got a, we got a, we got a, I have a future podcaster right here. He really has a lot of things he wants to get off his tiny chest. Or not so tiny. This kid is growing like a weed. He's a giant monster of a boy. Oh, it's okay, kid. Daddy's going to wrap up the show in a little bit here so he can, so he can play with you. 
No, but I, uh, yeah, a lot of these companies are just really. It's amazing how allergic they are to making money. They're, 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 there's <laughs> there's stuff that my boss is trying to get off the ground, and the company's like, no, we don't want to make money. Like, I don't know if I'm speaking out of school by saying this, but Activision doesn't want to make any copies of Call of Duty right now, even though Call of Duty is selling like crazy right now. Activision is like, no, we have no interest in printing any games right now. They don't want to produce anything. <laughs> My boss goes to them like, I'd like to make 10,000 copies of Call of Duty. Uh, insert whichever one, because we're running out of all of them. And uh, Activision's like, no, we'd rather not. Hey, uh, we need 10,000 copies of uh, Spyro. No, we don't want to. Uh, we're running out of Crash, can we get 8,000 copies of that? No. We have no interest in gathering money right now. I honestly, I think a lot of these publishers, they just see they they just want digital money. They they don't want they just want people to buy games directly from them so they get the entire fifty bucks or the entire twenty bucks or whatever. It's it's mind boggling. <laughs> uh, Irv right here. He Irv has not paid Capcom since they tricked me with their unfinished game Masquerade Street Fighter Five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that debacle. Yikes. Which uh, they just released again, the Street Fighter V Champion Edition, not that long ago. And I'm sure they're going to put out another one. They're like the evil DJ Khalid. Another one. Yeah, just the, the game industry. Ugh, just, I, I've learned so much that I cannot tell you guys <laughs> via podcasts. There's so much I keep learning. And then about the big companies, too. It's just it's mind-boggling the way... Uh, they operate, or like just like, uh, like every corporation, uh, so, all you need is one crappy middle manager somewhere, and it just breaks everything down. <laughs> it, it it's just frustrating, to say the least. Uh, you know, I say, hey, why can't we get X game uh, uh, put back out again? It's like, nope, they don't want to. Why won't insert company here do this? Nope. It's not in their plans. They don't feel like it. <laughs> they don't want to put games in people's hands, apparently. Physical discs are the thing of the past. Nobody wants those. We want those delicious, delicious digital media rights that we can snatch away at any moment and not have to give you back any money. <laughs> what, you want a disc that you can play in perpetuity without us... I mean, control? Oh, no, no, no. We want those beautiful, delicious DRMs and all that delicious DLC. Uh, yeah, all, all these uh, RE makes, uh, the, 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 the remake 2, remake 3, and I'm incoming RE make 4, and and I'm so, I'm shocked they haven't done Monster Hunter, but... Yeah, you know, it's crazy. That that Monster Hunter game, that is Monster Hunter, the last one, this Monster Hunter World, is, is the most successful game in Capcom history. More successful than any Resident Evil. More successful than any Street Fighter. Monster Hunter World was the most successful game. Period. Capcom's nuts. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you abreast. The, 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 the closer we get to disaster, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, when you buy digital, you've bought a timed game experience. Yeah, that's it's like that's why I'll only play free digital games, and I will not put money into them, like the Star Wars Galaxy Heroes that Irv and I play, like the Marvel Strike Force that I put time into, all these other cell phone games that I keep myself occupied. But now I'm like, I mean, I've been trying to put the cell phone down and play my Switch. Yeah, not buying Breath of the Wild two digital. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jai, Jai, oh, look at Jai says his daughter asked if she could play Jaws yesterday. I told her I couldn't because they shut it down on Halloween last year. Got these digital games. Yeah, disc media is also time that they close servers. That's true. Like, well, I guess I'll be online if you want to play. Yeah, which is funny because Ryan, we were selling a lot of old sports games, which I'm, I feel quite confident a lot of those online servers don't exist anymore. Someone buying Madden 09 on Xbox 360. I'm pretty sure they're not going to find an online game, but I guess maybe they just want to play at home by themselves. Why not? That's all we can do. 
well, I guess as we're nearing the end of this pandemic, end, so to speak. <laughs> I heard Devil May Cry 5 was good, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, see, we, all, we only want to buy physical. There's an entire company that's uh, fleecing people's money. I mean, making physical games, that, that limited run, those limited run people out in North Carolina. Uh, I got to meet them last year at uh, the uh, SoCal Retro Game Expo. Uh, they, they seem like decent fellows, but they have a very tiny uh, tiny staff, and they, they, they sell a lot of games. They, they pre-sell a lot of games without having the physical media. And they have to go make the, a whole bunch of crazy physical media. It's, it's, it's nuts. Uh, they, they have a, they've built a cottage industry on taking in uh, games that people want physically. They're only available digitally. Oh. I'm, so, I'm slowly losing my ability to speak English. They built the whole industry on getting people to pay three times the digital price for a physical game. It, ah, this, this is why the video game industry is in trouble long, long, long term. We're, we're fine. All of us right here, all of us gamers, we're okay for the foreseeable future. But uh, the 10, 15 years from now, it's going to be trouble. Yeah. Anthem knows about empty servers. <laughs> Someone in one of my gaming groups like I bought Anthem today. Is this a good game? And I was just like, I didn't. I didn't respond. But I'm sure I think the other people in the gaming group ran that person down. <laughs> it's like you dummy. No one's playing that game. That game was dead in the water. Bioware doesn't know how to make games anymore. That's why I want to hook up my old Xbox and play Knights of the Old Republic. Back when Bioware used to know how to make games, and where I don't need to be connected to the internet to play it. Ugh. But, all right, it's it. Wow, I, I thought I was gonna end up doing a, a, a an abbreviated show today, but look, you get me started on some gaming rants, and off I go into the wild blue yonder. But we're, we're gonna wrap the, We're going to wrap this up as usual. We want to thank our, our our patrons. We want to thank Daniel Wong, Arturo Lorio, Ryan Tanaka. Those are our three patrons. If you want to join them in being patrons and help the show out, uh, please. Let me see. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. Uh, Damon, that's fine. Let's see. Let's see if I discuss this. I want to play Last of Us 2. I don't even own a PS4. Now I'm going to pay that kind of money on release date. Um, let me see. No, I haven't discussed this before. Oh, yeah. Huh. The Last of Us. An incredibly popular game. I don't know if P if that's going to even hit its its release date. Um, I, I, I personally, I have The Last of Us remastered on my PS4, but I still have yet to log a single minute on it, just out of sheer laziness of, of turning on my PS4. Uh, the herb right there has a very good suggestion, Damon. Uh, watch the playthrough on YouTube. It's a, it's kind of a, it, I hear it's a really good game. It, it, if I remember correctly, it's not, it's Naughty Dog, the people who brought us uh, Jack Baxter and freaking Uncharted, so it, it should be good. Uh, I I I've, I've, wa I've wanted to play it. I I, I remember I, I picked it up for a song many years ago. And I just never got around to playing it personally. But I know we sell so many. God, we still sell the PS3 version of Last of Us. It was crazy. Oh, well, so you've you've played the first one, so yeah. Um, I, I would dare say like I, I obviously Damon, you you don't have a PS4, but uh. Uh, I'm right now trying to find a PS4 is nigh impossible. Maybe after the PS5 comes out, it might be easier to find a PS4. But uh, Last of Us Two, who knows when that actually will come out in the light of this pandemic craziness? A lot of game releases are going to be moved and, and shuffled around, and Sony and Microsoft still insist that their new systems are coming out this fall. Ha 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 ha! Not if third world countries can't ship you the parts to make your systems, guys. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait till after after PS Five comes out, get yourself a PS Four for for cheap, and then you can. And then at that point, Last of Us Two will have already been out and probably experienced price drop. Cause that's what happens nowadays. Buying a game on day one, it's a it's, it seems foolish because within two weeks it'll be down to forty bucks because uh, publishers will get desperate and they're like, oh no, we need more money now. Drop the price. I'm looking at you, Mortal Kombat Eleven. <laughs> oh. And Les Noir, oh god, don't get me started. I, I've been fighting the urge to to replay that game. Uh, that's a good. Ah, see, I, I can see. Once we get on the gaming topics, I I, I can talk forever. Yeah, I yeah. If you if you still got a PS3, Damon, or an Xbox 360, 
Yeah, get yourself a copy of L.A. Noir. Depend- uh, that, 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 that's a good one. That's a good game. It's unfortunate that... that uh, oh, L.A. Noir, you, you can get it on the, on a Switch. You have, to, you have to have a memory card to download all of them. Oh, GBA. Ha ha. Playing GBA with three kids. Oh, geez. Uh-oh, my, my, my friends have kids, wife. I, my wife and I can barely handle the one. I don't know how y'all do with the multiples, with the multiple kids. Damn. Yeah, right. You you rebought it on Switch. I I I see it every day at work, and I'm like, oh, Ellie Noir on Switch. I'm like, oh, I really like that game. I love the interrogations. I love interrogating people. I'm like, doubt. And I love that so many people from Mad Men were in that game. And that, that was the other reason I really enjoyed it. But all right, I need to widen this down, guys. <laughs> I can sit here and talk games with you guys all night. But I need to wind this down so I can go help my wife. Yeah, handheld with a kid is a must. Yeah, clearly, I've, I've been learning that myself. Uh, as usual, like I, as I was wrapping up, we have our three patrons. If you want to join, the pa- if we get, if I, if I have a lot, if we get more patrons, I can start to do giveaways because then I'll have, we will have a, a little bit of money I can play around with and I can start buying games from work and give them away to, to the patrons. And then maybe if I have enough money, we can do a, a, a viewer giveaway. But uh, yeah. Go, you can check us out on uh, patreon.com forward slash Geek Philosophy Podcast. Uh, you don't have to use money to support us. You can always support us on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, at DreGV Podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page uh, at Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Oh, you don't have to. You guys don't have to apologize. Uh, I, have, I have this hour carved out. Oh, my son's smiling at me. Now I want, now I want to go play with him. My son's giving me a big old smile. Hey, little dude. <laughs> he just likes watching me. Uh, uh, you can always find us on YouTube. Dre's, I, I, I'm going to put out more videos. <laughs> it's not that it's not as busy at work right now. It's still busy, but it's not as busy. But someone has to reorganize the entire warehouse. It's been a disaster the last few months. Um, Dre's Geek Philosophy on YouTube. Give us a subscription. Give us a few likes. Watch some videos there. There's some gaming videos there as well. I, I want to try to like record some of my playing Resident Evil 4 because it's just hilarious, me screaming. <laughs> he made you a present. It's not a toaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my son has made me a present. It's not a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can always catch us every Monday night talking about anything in the, the world of pop culture. Lately, it's been a lot of games because that's the only thing that's going on right now, video games. Because movies aren't really happening. All this other stuff's not going on. TV shows. Hell, the fall TV lineup's just going to be a bunch of recycled shows. It's going to be great. Alright. We'll see you guys next time. Have yourselves a great night. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. For our audio listeners, thank you for listening. Good night.